Meditation is always the key and the way by which we can move into the experience of the divine. But in truth, we're always experiencing the divine. But are we aware of it? Meditation is a way in which we can begin to become more aware of that divine, living, loving essence. But then once we start to be aware of it, we can also continue being aware of it, even when our eyes are open as we're doing the day. It's all one movement of loving, a living, loving expression of God's beingness. That's who we are, each of us, as that divine spark or the soul that God has created. And all we're doing in meditation is remembering that, reawakening to it. Not awakening, reawakening to that which we already are as God in expression. Because we all are God in expression. We've simply forgotten. And meditation is a way by which we can just begin to remember, to reawaken. You know, it's funny because a lot of times we'll use the words like, I want to get connected. You never were not connected. That's why I made the jokes about the Wi-Fi and all that stuff earlier. We're always connected. We're always wired in. Because in truth, the soul already is one with God. All we're doing is waking up to that truth of our oneness with God. And what is God? What is God? Most of us often think it's some guy in the sky. And it can seem like that, or it can even appear that way in our process of awakening. Well, then we have to go beyond the appearances and really move into the divine essence, often referred to as the ocean of loving. Because it is that essence that really is the beingness of who we are that we will return to in our knowing. It's even funny because a lot of times in here we talk about this as a spiritual pathway, a spiritual journey, a return back into the heart of God. Well, in a way it is, but in a greater truth, as you often hear Jim in here say, one day you'll wake up and realize you never left the heart of God. So is it really a journey? Is it really a pathway? Is it really getting reconnected? Or is it just remembering? Reawakening? Re-knowing? So keep that in consideration as we move into this retreat of experiencing the divine. All we've done is gotten so caught up in the experience of the physical, the mental, and the emotional that we've just lost sight of that divine essence, the divine part of our beingness. We've gotten caught up in the outer expression of that divine essence of who we are. So all we want to do is remember, during the whole retreat here, give yourself the opportunity to remember, to reawaken, to re-experience what that divinity is. And please, don't let my words get in the way. I'm just using words trying to describe an experience, an action, a beingness, an essence, an expression. That's all the words are. Don't get hung up on the words. That's how religion is made. This is not about religion. This isn't even about talking about God. This has nothing to do with talking about God, even though we talk about God. This is simply the process of remembering that God being this that we are. That's what it all is. 
And so in this retreat, give yourself the opportunity. Choose. We used to have retreats in the past where we'd come in and on the first night we'd say, what is it you would like to get out of this retreat or workshop? What is your intention here? Those are nice. This ain't one of those. This retreat is on experiencing the divine. We've already given the intention, the goal, the hope what to get out of this. I'm assuming that's why you came with the name. That's what you came for. But not all of us do. Sometimes we come because we want to unlock the doors to our creativity or really see what my next physical life steps are. And that's great too. But here's the wonderful thing. When you let go of all that focus of what's your next project, what's your next goal, just let it go and focus back into remembering who you are as that living, loving expression of God. All those answers come to all the questions you have about your physical, mental, and emotional life. You want to make it easy on yourself? Let go of all the questions and just focus into being in that loving expression with God just like we did in meditation. Do it the whole retreat. Experience the divine the whole time in meditation, at the meals, as we're walking around in the afternoon doing our contemplative exercises. When you go to sleep, in the sleep state. Just because you go to sleep is no excuse. Wake up! Wake up in the sleep state. Remember who you are. Believe me, the soul doesn't need sleep. There's no such thing as night or tiredness in the soul. It is always awake, always active, always in the movement of loving and experience of that. There's never a time it's not. If anything, when we allow our bodies to go to sleep, we give opportunity to wake up to the spirit of who we are because we're letting go of the physical focus. But how can you stay awake as you go to sleep? That's the trick and the treat. It's not Halloween yet. That's right, that's in the fall. Spring forward. It's time of rebirth and renewal, right? But what is that really? Let go of all that. Let go of all these wonderful sayings let go of all the physical, mental, and emotional stuff and really focus back to the divine. And you won't have any idea until you do it. That's how it is. You can have all the fantasies, the hopes, the wishes, the ideas of what you think or believe it's going to be when you do wake up and really know and experience that spirit of who you are and that God is, it's really one and the same. It's just a process. Those ideas and fantasies and hopes and wishes are great to give motivation or inspiration and direction, but at some point you have to let go of all of it. All of it has to be let go of, including this body. This body's going to die at some point. Yay! Thank God for that. Really? And you're also going to have to let go of the fantasies, the imagination, all the hopes, the dreams, the goals, the desires 
the things you want to accomplish, your life purpose physically. You really think that's your purpose? That's some physical goal achieved? Go ahead, keep on kidding yourself. It's part of the process. So don't take anything I'm saying like right now as a judgment or making anything wrong because it's not. All Jim and I try to do is share in such a way in hopes that you might begin to recognize or that it might stir that divine essence inside awake to just lift your vision a little higher beyond the physical, mental, and emotional and all the hopes and wishes and dreams for your physical life. And if you heard what I said a minute ago, those things will all be taken care of. You will get the answers and clarity that you've been asking but it often does not come until you finally let go of the attachment to getting the answers and clarity that you've been asking. That's how it always works. That's why God created forgiveness. Forgiveness is about letting go. And as you let go, you now create the space and open up to receive the direction, the awareness, the answer. But really, there's only one answer to every question. And that answer is God, or loving, or spirit. Put in whatever word you want. There's only one answer. And the cool thing is, when you get that one answer, all the details are clear, and they're handled and taken care of. Yeah, you still got to act on it and move with it. By the way, you are God in living expression, if you missed that from a few minutes ago. Go ahead and try and stop God in living expression. You can't do it even if you kill yourself. It's still going to continue. You, that divine essence, does not ever, ever stop. Oh my God, this is tiring. That's why I said earlier, the soul never sleeps. The soul is never tired. It is always active, creative. The creative principle of God is what the soul is. That's why we are all creative. Even when we think we're not creating... When you speak, you're creating. When you think, you are creating. When you feel emotions, you are creating. You can sit there and do nothing and you still are creating. You think you have to go write and paint and do all these dances and this and that? Yeah, that's a physical level of creativity and action. You can't stop that. You think somebody who's a vegetable and can't do any of that is not creating? Not at all. Some of the most genius people, the brilliant minds, the creativity is working in those ways. You can't stop it. So why are you trying to be creative? You already are. It's because you get caught up in worrying about it, thinking you have to do something to fulfill your life purpose. Everybody's got the same life purpose, and that is what you're already doing. And that is simply, you cannot change it, it is just being that living, loving expression of God. That's it. Everybody has the same purpose. The details look different, yeah. I know we're trying to find our own little thing. But again, I say, at least for this retreat, give yourself the opportunity to let go of your little thing and go for the one big thing. And see what happens. See if you have some kind of experience of the divine. Whatever that may be. 
But you got to give up, again, your ideas and fantasies of what that may be. Because it's those things that block the experience. That's a big part of this journey, is letting go of the blocks. Letting go of all the belief systems and pains and hurts and reactions that have created the sense or experience of separation from the divine of who we are. That's all it is. It is simply the sensation or experience of separation. It's not real. It just feels like it. And it looks like it. All I can see is the physical. Well, where's God? I don't see it. That's why you've got to let go of the physical focus, because it is not in the physical. The physical is an expression. It is not the true essence in its fullness, in its purity, if you want to put it that way. That's why I like to swear a little bit during these retreats, so you realize this ain't about purity. Let's go cleanse ourselves of our impurities, my negative thinking. Stinking thinking. That's right, we got the theme already. We got stinky out here in the field. You know what happens when most of us hear all these wonderful things, the stinking thinking of negative whatever? We get all caught up and judge ourselves and make ourselves wrong and try to get rid of it. Well, where the hell is your focus? What was your intention or what is your intention of trying to get rid of all these negative things and all the things you're judging about yourself? Why are you doing that? Why are you trying to get rid of all these things? Are you trying to get rid of them so that you can wake up and know the divine? It's a lot of work doing it that way. And what do you get? You get to know your negative thinking really well. (laughs) If you want to wake up and know and experience the divine, you've got to focus on that. Take action in that. Just do it. It's what the meditation is. But even as I said, meditation is not just with our eyes closed and like when we do two and a half hours in the morning. That's just an excellent way to really pinpoint our focus and our attention. But we can, like now, have our eyes open, be having the meals, doing whatever, and still holding that focus on that loving. And guess what? The more we do it, the more we remember, we reawaken. That's where we have the magic and the miracles unfold in our lives. A lot of us look for that. It is miraculous when all you're doing is focusing in the world. When you focus to God, well, what is that saying? With, all, with God, all things are possible. So you've got to open up to that possibility for anything to unfold for that matter. In truth, we only hold ourselves back, not the things in the world. We hold ourselves back. It often looks like other people or situations and circumstances hold us back or block us from what it is we want to experience in life. Oh, there it is again. That's right, they're blocking me from my physical. There it is. Lift your attention a little higher. Bring it above the physical. And you'll soon to discover that there are no limitations other than what you know. Not what you believe. Those are all limitations. Beliefs are limitations. They're thoughts that get in the way of the truth of who you are that has no limitations 
In that oneness with God, the all-knowing, it's complete freedom. Nothing limits that. No restrictions. And as you awaken to that, you'll start to find out all those things that seem like barriers in your life no longer exist. And in that process, you'll start to move through them even while you still think they exist. But as you really focus more on the divine, you'll find that that essence can move through anything and that all these walls and ceilings and floors are simply illusions of their limitations of how they box us in. That's all they are. But if you think, no, they can't be so, well, all you're doing is supporting that limiting belief. Some people call that negative thinking. How about just limited? The experience of separation. That way we can take off the negative and positive. All that does is get in the way. Positive, negative. Negative, positive. Good, bad. Right, wrong. All that does is get in the way. There's no right way to do life. You can't stop doing life. But as soon as we start letting go of the judgments and the fears and the limitations is when we finally wake up and realize really the greater truth of all that. But that realization, once again, comes through our experience of that divine essence that is free with no restrictions. That's always the key. You want to make this easy? Keep coming back to that inner focus on the divine, living, loving essence of who you are. Just keep coming back to that. Just like we do in our talks. Over and over and over and over and over and over, we keep coming back to the same thing. Because that's all there is, for one. And that's all there is, is one. There's no second or third, it's just one. I'm fired up, man. I'm just buzzing right now from spirit. Isn't that fun, that enthusiasm? You get energized because you let go of all your restrictions and limitations. And then the body gets worn out and you go, oh my God, I need some sleep. <laughs> That's part of how this works. The body gets worn out so the soul can now wake up and move freely. Even when you go to sleep, the body. See what happens tonight, the next night, the night after that, while we're here on retreat. You just might wake up in a dream state. You'll be dreaming away and all of a sudden you'll become conscious during your dream. And you go, oh my God, I'm not in my body. And you go, oh my God. And then all of a sudden you even go out of the dream state into a greater experience that is more lively than even this physical experience seems to be. There's that word again, seems to be. I just did it this morning. Shift happens. <laughs> but the shift can happen a lot easier, more quickly, in nicer ways when we really consciously, intentionally participate with that focus of going for the greater freedom and liberation of the soul from all of its restrictions and attachments. You hear us all the time in here say, 
This is a very simple pathway. It's a very simple practice and action. It's a very simple sharing and teaching and principle we do here. It's called love God and let God love you. Oh, there's two things. Not really. In this experience of separation, it seems like we are here and God is there. But as we practice the loving, that bridges the gap where there's just the oneness. And that's the beingness of God that we hear as the I am that I am, or just simply I am. That's where this takes us. We are simply bridging that gap. We are simply closing down the forgetfulness and reawakening that experience and knowing. That's all we're doing here. Why does it take so frickin' long, then? <laughs> yeah. I guess the longer we sleep, the stupider we get. It's more fun to act stupid than be stupid. But you know, that's how they say another way to spell karma. S-T-U-P-I-D. Because that's what it is. What is karma? <coughs> what is karma? I'm learning lessons, yeah. So how do we learn the lessons? Go have the experience. And what do you do when you have experience? You learn. And in the learning, now you're no longer ignorant or stupid. You're wise. And all-knowing, at least in that area where you've experienced. But that's often how it happens. Our wisdom and experience is gained a step at a time. That's why we always say, don't get hung up on the words. Take it beyond the words. Take it into your own experience so the words just support you to move in that direction to have your experience. And in your experience, you will know. But it's not even about the knowing. When we hear the word knowing, I want to know, I want to know. gets the mind all engaged. And once again, when the mind gets engaged, all of a sudden, another block, another restriction, another limitation. That damn mind again. God, I try to meditate and that mind just doesn't shut up. Well, why are you fighting the mind? Why are you trying to get the mind to shut up? Did we ever hear and hear say, shut the mind up, quiet the mind down? Uh-uh, we don't say that in here. Good luck with that. You'll be fighting it your whole life. And then some. Let it do what it does. Let the mind do what it does. You can focus beyond it. You can place your attention where you want it to be. And as you place your attention where you want your attention to be is where you will begin to have the experience. And that's the key. That's all we're doing in meditation is beginning to place our attention into that divine living loving essence so that we wake up and have the experience of that. That's why we do all these little fun tricks and talk about this. Oh, when your mind goes, just sometimes you try to ignore it and bypass it. Other times you go ahead and let it talk and listen to it because maybe it's like a little kid that just needs to be heard. Isn't that usually how we are? We need to be heard. But usually we're always wanting to be the one speaking so we don't listen. 
We should ask what it's like for God. So we have to listen as well as talk. And often we'll talk to these different parts of ourselves, our mind, our emotions, the body, that inner child, that God essence. We'll talk to all these parts of ourselves in hopes of what? Well, often in hopes of trying to bring them into alignment and cooperation for what we want. But instead of doing that, instead of having an agenda of trying to control, that's what a lot of it is, we're trying to control all of these parts of ourselves because we're ever fighting them and judging them and making them wrong. That's why we have that laugh acronym. How about if we just love and accept all these parts of ourselves and everything they're doing and stop making them wrong? And just love them just the way they are. That's a nice thing to do in meditation. If you want to start really finding your way beyond that chattering mind, all the emotions and fantasies kicking up, or the bodies that tries to distract you as you're trying to move into meditation, why don't you just love it and accept it the way it is and what it's doing instead of trying to control it and stop it from doing what it's doing? Just let it run. Just say, I love you. I love you. I hear you. I know you just need somebody to listen to you. So I'll listen here in loving and acceptance. And I'll tell you what, you start doing that, then those parts will start to actually settle down and come to peace. Because all they're doing is battling for your attention. Just like kids, just like pets, just like our mates and friends. What everybody's doing. Everybody's fighting for our attention. Because what? Because when we give attention that is placing our loving with that which we are focused on. It's as simple as that. This goes back to where we started. You already are divine. You are the living, loving essence of God and expression. And wherever you place your attention is you putting your loving on that very thing or into what you are focusing on. You don't need to pray. That's the prayer answer just by you giving your attention. That is loving and expression. That is the answer to the prayers, all of them. Whatever you put your focus on. If it's your friend, if it's your pet, if it's your kids, if it's your spouse, if it's your co-workers, whenever you give your attention, you are actually giving your loving. Yeah, maybe you throw in a healthy dose of judgment with it. A little bit of fear on the side. A little plate of envy and disgust or whatever you want out as a side plate. You know, spice the flavors up a little bit. Make you feel alive until it kills you. And you go, ooh. And you get another body. People call it reincarnation. I just call it the great recycling program. We all recycle. Well, maybe it's time to focus beyond that again. Why keep doing it over and over? Well, you're free to choose. Do it as much as you want. Maybe that's a great way to finally move into acceptance. Do it over and over until you can't stand it anymore, and then you accept it. you can't stand it anymore. And then all of a sudden you get free. Haven't some of you already found that? You get so sick and tired of it, and finally you just surrender being sick and tired, and now all of a sudden it's a little bit better? Funny how that works. Over and over, it's the same thing. No matter how great or how bad things are. 
You want to keep the great going? You keep surrendering to the great, and you keep surrendering to the not-so-great. And it just is all great, or however you want to define it. It's a big game, so play the game. Have fun with it. This is not a contest. There's no winners and losers in this game. Everybody passes sooner or later. I just have found that it's a little more fun to act like an idiot sometimes. Or act however you want. Because it has nothing to do with your behaviors or how you act or what you think or feel. It really doesn't. That's why I said you're just, you're just wasting your time when you get so caught up on your thoughts and your feelings. They're just all fantasies. There's no truth there. And you'll discover this as you really begin to wake up into that divine essence of who you are, you'll begin to see and experience the truth of this illusion, if that makes sense. The truth of the illusion. Well, how is there truth if it's an illusion? The only truth is the divine, and then as you move into the divine, you will wake up and know the divine that you are, and you will begin to see and know what the illusion is, and then it just disappears. All these things that seem so real when you move spiritually inwards and upwards on a journey of awakening and remembering, you'll see things just dissolve before your eyes that you thought were so real. They looked it, you sounded like it, you could feel it, and then you just fly on through them like a cloud and it disperses and you go, what? That's what goes on in a dream state. In the meditation state, in the out-of-body state, it doesn't matter. It's what's going on, because this is about your consciousness, not about in-body, out-of-body, physical, non-physical. Those are just experiences. This is about you, the spirit. That's what it's always been about. Why did you make it different? Because it was fun. Let's do another ride. What's the old story you used to share? Going, on, going into a carnival and getting tickets and riding all the rides. That's what we're doing. So why not have a little fun? Well, it's not so fun when I've ridden so much I throw up. Yeah, when you throw up, you make room for something more to put in, though. A new way to forgive. Well, isn't that letting go? Letting go of the things that made you sick? So this action that we are doing in Inner Light Ministries, this action of initiation, of meditation, the sacred name of God, it is all what I've just been describing. There's no magic, there's no miracles, but it is all amazingly miraculous and magical when you begin to really have the experience. There's nothing you can compare to in this world It'll blow your mind, literally. It is so amazing and incredible. And Jim and I could go on and on about all the amazing experiences, but all those experiences lead you to that beingness that is loving. And there's nothing greater than that. It's an amazing ride. It really is. And then you come back and do it again. That's what I'm doing. It was so much fun, I want to do it some more. Not really. 
But when God asks you to be of service, there's no such thing as no. Because all there is is God anyway. So what difference does it make on what level or expression of God that you're participating in? Suck on that one for a while. <laughs> we got to change things up a little bit, throw out some new languaging or something. Isn't that why you guys are here? Or did you just come just to be entertained or get a little sleep, a little rest? That's all good too. It's easy just sitting here. You get a lot of rest here in these retreats. And then you walk out so tired. Wow. And then you get really energized. Don't you experience all that, those of you who have been to the retreats? You get worn out, and then all of a sudden you get really energized too. It's all of that. There's nothing. You're going to experience everything. There's no wrong way. There's no failing. Everybody passes. Regardless if you really suck or if you do a really good job, it doesn't matter. Maybe your goal or job this lifetime and your experiences is to really screw things up. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Because maybe you've been so controlling and you think you have to do it perfect in order to finally get free and earn your way to God. And then maybe some of you, it's the other way. Maybe you've been really irresponsible. And maybe it's time to take a little responsibility. Clean up your act a little. Whatever that means. It's not the same. That's why you'll hear over and over and here, this is not about behaviors. It is not... Spirituality has nothing to do with your outer expression. Haven't you learned that from mine? Seriously, you got to give it all up. The body's going to die anyway, so what the hell did it have to do with any physical expression? <laughs> Screw it. Everything. Even everything I'm saying. Let it all go. And just go for God. There's nothing <laughs> sacred. There's nothing... There's just nothing. Stop making the things in the world, temples... Places, lands, yourself, other people, stop making them sacred and holy because they are not. But that divine, living, loving essence of God in them is. But it is also in you. Make that sacred because truly that is the only thing that is. When you finally let go of all that other stuff is when you will finally experience it. And if you want to experience it in this retreat, I'm just giving a few suggestions. I bet more of you would do it if we made it requirements and rules and laws. Otherwise you'd get in trouble and punished, right? There is a whip back in that room, I know. <laughs> Been there, done that. Pain's not the way. I don't know if pleasure is either, though. You let it all go. And enjoy the pleasure and enjoy the pain. Thank you, God. Hit me again. Oh, and by the way, stop blaming God for everything. Seriously. You're not the victim. God gives you freedom of choice. You make your choices. You're responsible for your choices whether you like it or not. That's called karma. There you go. Well, how do I clear my karma? You love God. I said it's the answer to all your questions. 
That's really it. Because as you do, all the details, the clarity, the understanding starts to filter in, and then you start taking responsibility for all your creations. Well, that's a nicer way of putting karma. For all your creations, rather than your karmic messes, all your creations you start taking responsibility for by loving, accepting, and forgiving them all, and you no longer judge them or make them wrong or do anything crazy like that. We're already all crazy. We're starting to get sane or insane. I hope you guys understand when I make a play on words what I'm doing there. Mm -hmm. It's important to understand that. Again, so you don't get hung up on the words and realize they're just trying to describe to give a direction so that you can begin to find that place of spirit inside of yourself. That's why sometimes we'll say things that sound paradoxical or however, because it is not about any of the descriptions. about the experience. Some of you got to go experience this, some of you got to go experience that to finally learn the lessons so that you can now complete them and fulfill them to now come into the experience of spirit. Because these things, when we came out of the heart of God, when we came out of the spiritual creation, the kingdom, and into this physical expression of time and space, that which we reflected into this world is what our creations are, and it is by those reflections that we created that we now have come into this creation to experience. And as we allow ourselves to experience that which we've projected from the spiritual realm into this physical, it is fulfilled. And then we can either call it complete and let it be done, or we can use it for food to create some more. But we've already done that. Those of you that are drawn to this inner journey of awakening now back into the divine and away and letting go of all the physical are on that path of completion to taking responsibility, fulfilling, completing all those things that you've projected into the reflection by taking responsibility, learning the lessons, fulfilling them. Not getting rid of them. Most of us think karma is negative, we judge it, we fear it, and all we do is cause more separation, and it just holds us back all that much longer, <coughs> beating on us, making it harder, <coughs> until we finally surrender even to the negative. Oh my God, surrender to the negative? Yep, because you created it. Stop resisting your own creation. Surrender. And as soon as you do, it comes in and moves through. Just like I said earlier, the cloud, it appears, looks, sounds, feels so real. And all of a sudden you move through it, and it's done. Just like that. It really is that simple and easy. It's just a little slower and denser on the physical level, that's all. But it still gets completed, and you get free of it. And it's done. And then you keep coming back to loving God. And then the next thing shows up. You just walk right on through it, fulfill it. It's done. The next thing and the next thing. And then at some point, you'll be completely done. Even before you die, you'll start to wake up and really know that greater truth. So that when that day comes where you are ready to let go of the body, that you know you're free. You know the truth of who you are is defined. 
You don't have to wait till you're dead and hope and wish. This is about waking up and knowing through your own experience. Before you die, after you die, anytime, anywhere. Doesn't matter. So what do you really want? More money, car, nice house. Or do you really want God? Because with God comes all things. But that's your choice. That's your choice.